Hey, how's it going? It's Bill Gardner from the Deep End Games, and you are listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Monday, so we're going to talk some video games. Actually, all week we're talking video games because Tuesday is March 10th, better known as Mario Day because it's M-A-R for March and then 1-0, Mario. So, let's go. I don't know. I I don't do a good Mario voice. Oh, well. (laughs) So, Mario is, is awesome. You know, I grew up playing Mario because he's been around about as long as I have. His first game of the Super Mario Brothers was released in 1985. And so that, you know, I was two years old when that happened and it just, he's been with me ever since. Now, uh, Thursday we'll look into some of the non Mario Brothers games, but today I thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about a few of my favorite of the Mario Brothers games. Now these aren't in like a top, whatever order they just it's kind of the really we'll just go chronological just because i think that's what makes the most uh, sense and if i don't talk about your favorite then by all means please leave us a comment below or hit us up on facebook and tell us what your favorite mario game is so let's start with i mean at the first that's where you always have to start with the original super mario brothers this game came out in uh, like I said, 1985 on the NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. And, oh man, I remember being a little kid and playing this and watching my parents play it. My dad doesn't play video games. This is one of three games I think he's ever played. And the other two were fishing games. So that tells you how big this game was. You know, It really helped popularize video games again. We'd had the Atari Crash in 83 and everybody thought okay video games are done they were fad they're gone then this game came along and it has sold like 40 million physical copies i've bought this thing digitally on like the wii the wii anytime i possibly could i bought it digitally not to mention you know in my nes classic or the super nintendo game that had like all the old the original Nintendo Mario's there's this game's amazing and it also kind of helped not only bring video games to prominence but platformers you know side-scrolling platformers and worlds you know we have like the desert world and the water world and uh the giant world and it's all world 1-1 1-2 these are things that we just really kind of take for granted nowadays but back then they were new and amazing and really helped build a story and tell a story when we didn't have cinematics and we didn't have a whole lot of dialogue in video games there wasn't a lot of clear-cut ways to communicate and so this helped put that cohesive thread through everything so that was cool and then a few years later, you had Mario Brothers 3. This came out in 1990. Um, I do like Mario Brothers 2, but we'll we'll talk about it more on Thursday It and the Lost Levels and stuff. This game, I think, is interesting because 
now there's all the oh it was all the stage play and so many things around it but when the game came out i was a kid and i remember i had nintendo power it was a magazine a magazine we used to buy magazines all the time but they released a special strategy guide for it and this was the first game i can remember having a strategy guide for uh you know 1990 see when this came out i was six years old and in the strategy guide it helped it showed you like where all the hidden whistles were it showed you where uh, the patterns for the card flip game and everything and it was really cool i remember just pouring over it, going through it time and time again even even after I, you know, I'd beaten the game or beaten certain things, I just kept studying that book because I wanted to see if, if, uh, you know, maybe I missed something. Maybe there's something else out there, and that that just because the game was so much fun. And then you also got the power ups in this game, which now is a Mario staple. You know, you could either get the flower that allowed you to throw fireballs or you could get the feather that lets you fly and there's the infinite feather so many different things and now you know mario has that in pretty much every game since then but this one oh man it was just so great and it was the it was about the last one that was released on the nes because after that you had super mario world uh speaking of changing systems you had super mario land on the game boy and this game again i just played the bejesus out of it it came out about the same like within a few months i think it came out afterwards in japan but before in america if if i remember right and it was on the game boy you know so it was the black and white or black and green whatever you want to call it and this one, Mario traveled like through all sorts of crazy worlds. There's a lot of Egyptian stuff. You got to do some underwater um, submarine levels. And there's just always something cool to do. And that's, I, I remember, you know, I was loving Mario, Mario 2, Mario 3. And then, oh, I can play Mario on the go now? Okay, yeah, let's let's do that. And I think that was part of the appeal, is it was something new and exciting for Mario. And the next time that I really felt that Mario was new and exciting would be in 1996, when Super Mario 64 came out. This game, man, I still revisit it from time to time, because going through, trying to get all the stars and all the little Easter eggs and find, trying to find the glitches because, you know, if you got the 120 stars. And this was around the time in the late 90s we had the internet really start to be popular and take off. And so just like today, especially as we looked at last week, there with the internet there are rumors. And so there was always rumors of, oh, if you can do this, you can get Yoshi in the game or you can play as Luigi if you back jump here and run around the top of the castle and always crazy things that, you know, teenage Lance or tween, I guess it was what, like tween? No, it was, yeah, 13. So teenage Lance was trying all of those things, trying to do everything you can. The This game would get super frustrating though. I do remember because 
the camera moved around so much and not always for the best. You know, it's something that they've ironed out over the years, but I remember, especially in the underwater levels, you're trying to swim through a door and the camera doesn't move with you and it's stuck and so you end up drowning and, oh, so frustrating. But it was okay because this is Mario 64. Like, you could walk around and do anything and go into different worlds and go through the castle. It wasn't just that side-scroller platform. And... I mean, this would be kind of the benchmark going forward. I mean, there were some few exceptions there, like when you get into uh, Mario Sunshine and the Paper Marios and stuff like that, but uh, um, not Sunshine, sorry. <laughs> I was thinking the, the Paper Marios because the next one I want to talk about is Mario Sunshine. came out on the GameCube in 2002, and this... To me, it like was another step forward for Mario because now he had this extra device. You had your water cannon. And again, you would see him more and more start to have, whether it be like in Mario Galaxy um, or most recently Mario Odyssey with the different hatch, he expanded his, uh, I don't know, I guess, assortment of weapons and again you have 120 star well they were called shine sprites but 120 stars you're trying to get and i really enjoyed this because it again it just felt like another natural progression for mario and did some really cool and fun things um the last game i want to talk about is probably the most evil and most fun game on the that Mario's ever been part of. And that is Super Mario Maker. This, was, this game, they recently came out with a sequel. You could create your own Mario level set in the original Super Mario, Mario 3, Mario World, and new Super Mario U. And it's, like I said, it's cool because you could, whatever you could dream you could make it. You could put in there and make levels as crazy and fun, whatever you wanted to do. But it's also frustrating because you see the levels that people design online where I, I do, I get sick just seeing how complicated they are and what they have to do. And it's just crazy to me. I just don't understand it. But the game as a whole and as a creative tool and device is just beautiful and you know this came out in um, 2015 so not that long ago and it just helped take some of the more random mario games like your mario paint mario teaches typing uh just the, the outskirt mario games and combine that ingenuity with mainstream mario and it was it was perfect i mean this game won so many awards at Gamescom, it was like the best Wii game, um, best social game. At the Game Awards, it was nominated for Game of the Year, and, and it did win Best Family Game. At uh, the Kids' Choice Awards, it was nominated for Favorite Video Game. I mean, there's so many, so many things. It even got a, like a BAFTA nomination. It was awesome. And that's what's cool about Mario is every few years, like we saw, he reinvents himself while still being 
relatable and playable and lovable. And I think that's a whole lot of fun. And we'll talk about some of the other crazy games um, on Thursday. But there you have it. Those are some of my favorite Mario games. Like I said, let me know your favorite Mario game, either in comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, every YouTube, TikTok, whatever. We're out there everywhere. I'd love to talk to you. Just look for The Night Nerd. Or you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. We're with the Mario Brothers, and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the 